Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you with us. Baseball on tap today. Longtime post-game host Tim Allen from a couple of different stations, including right now, 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. Uh, he and I had a chance to catch up and talk some Brewers ball about our expectations for the 2024 season as the first full squad workout is coming up on Tuesday, February 20th. As we were talking, this was still when pitchers and catchers were just reporting to Maryvale. It'll always be Maryvale Baseball Park, by the way, but it is officially American Family Fields of Phoenix. It's the same place. It's still on the west side of Phoenix, and it's still in the Maryvale neighborhood, so we're still going to call it Maryvale. But enjoy this conversation with uh, Tim Allen and me talking some Brewers Baseball 2024. Now, professionally, we got to remember what he did here in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. We have to remember the quote success. I mean, we can. That's that definition is a little bit different, uh, depending on who you ask. As a fan, a success means that if if it's successful, you won the World Series. I, you know, there, I think there's room to talk about what the definition of successful is based on. A number of factors, and one of the biggest factor is uh, here in Milwaukee and, and the state of Wisconsin is that you're dealing with a, a, a challenge each and every year in a market this size. I will point to the L.A. Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020. It was the first time they'd won a World Series since the 80s. So money doesn't guarantee you. Look at but the Yankees. They haven't won one since 2009, 2009. I mean, they they outspend everybody every year, and you know they haven't won a pennant in almost fifteen years. But based on the success that some Brewers fans will tell you that the Brewers have had, well, wouldn't the money then at least guarantee that level of, of success? And that's that's where I will spend the argument is that you know money does assure you of a competitive season at the very bare minimum most times mm-hmm. i mean you could be the san diego padres last year that was a nightmare the new york mets another financial nightmare when compared to success but so when when, when we think about craig council uh, on on the personal side man i consider the utmost respect to him you have to uh, absolutely. He's the best manager the Brewers have ever had, period, Most bar none. That's why it hurts so much when he left to a lot of yeah. Brewers fans. I mean, I get that. I think that if there's anything that I would, you know, I guess question with Craig is how he mis- how he could possibly have miscalculated that. But, I mean, I, w- I wish him personally and his family well, but, you know, you don't want the Cubs to win. But That's right. You can, you can be – you can look at Craig and, and say, yeah, I mean, the, for what he has meant to the Brewers – organization for his whole life you just wish he would have gone somewhere else (laughs) any other team my goodness yeah i mean so uh, on the that's the personal side okay he's he's you know from wisconsin he's actually born in in a different state but for the most part he's he's a wisconsin guy sure um but professionally oh i i wish him the worst luck ever I mean, as as a fan, don't you don't you want to win trades? Don't you? I mean, sure. we do. That's just a natural thing, of course. Um, it, in in sports, is that uh, you know you you want our trade to work out better than the other guys you you move. So, of course. Uh, in that regard, and, and I don't mean to be callous about it. I just wish Craig Council the worst of professional luck with the Chicago Cubs. I hope that he you know doesn't win. At, you know, two games over five. I hope they're ten games under five hundred by the end of the year. That would be sweet. It would be. So. It, it would be very Cubs. You know, you love it when the Cubs go all Cubs. 
Yeah. And that's with the exception. And it's the one. So here's when I talk about the the three year argument that I've had with Mike Heller about, you know, you want the bites of the apple. You want the bites of the apple. The, the, the counter argument that I have to it is not that I don't want the bites of the apple. I never want, and Drew and I were just talking about this a couple of hours ago. I don't know if you were listening or not. But it's not that I want my teams to suck. I don't. But if it's a binary choice of taking bites at the apple every single year but coming up short or doing what the Cubs did in 2016 and actually getting the trophy, sorry, I'm going with the trophy. I, me too. Yep. I mean, yep. I, 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 I want the, at that point. I mean, I know there's a tragedy today, so maybe this is – Ill timing on my part, but I want the parade, man. Yeah, I want it to be a safe parade. I want people to keep their, you know, listen. If you got a, if you got your gun, keep it at home for crying out loud. That's just dis- that's just disgusting. What went on? It's and, and horrible. I, you know, I haven't, you know, delved into it quite yet. Uh, I was kind of focused on brewers and things today, and it, you know, it's it's hard to miss news like that. But. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll delve into it a little bit later on tonight when I watch all my news channels. <laughs> so, uh, and I watch them all. Yeah, so I'm, I don't just watch one; I watch them all, just so you know. Okay, so that leads to Craig Council's replacement, and his name is Pat Murphy. As we started out, Pat Murphy on these airwaves tomorrow with Drew and KB at four thirty. Uh, I can't wait for that. I'll I'll be riveted uh, to my home speakers. So, Murph. Um, I wonder, Doug, I think I'm quite fascinated by this aspect of this change. I know uh, people kind of get a little fussy about change, and they don't like it too much, and, and that's natural too. Sometimes I don't. You know, I want my coffee pot the same way every day. Yeah, I don't, like, because I, I, I don't I love change, but. <laughs> yeah, so, so we've got change here. We've had Woody and Burns no longer. Can you say that one-two punch? I know. One of the best in the business of a one-two punch. It's maybe one-two-three punch. You add Miley in there, one-two-three-four punch. Uh, well, we can't say that. On top of that, there's a new manager. Now the coaching staff intact. Mm-hmm. Just to get people up to speed here, a lot of times when a new manager manager comes in, he's going to want to pick his own coaching staff. That didn't happen in in this regard. Everyone is in place but Craig Council. And here's where my fascination comes in. Doug, is where the baseball strategy will differ between Murph and Council. And every, now I shouldn't say everybody. i got to stop doing that. A lot of folks will say there won't be much difference because they work together at the same success level, and they're, they're the one-two punch that had the success. I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. I don't buy that at yeah. all. Yeah, Murph is his own guy too. And he, you're going to tell me that's the great debate about baseball. That's why we have post-game shows. That's why we have certain topics and, and segments on radio shows that we debate baseball because there are other avenues of thought. I'm fascinated by that part. What do you think is going to be the biggest difference in terms of a strategy, in terms of philosophy, uh, theories, things like that, between Murph and Counts? I think we might see pitchers go a little bit deeper in games. We might have a complete game or two or three or four throughout the course of the 162 that are coming up. I think it's possible. I know that that's not the trend in, in Major League Baseball. We're not going to go Denny McClain and go no, 28 we're not, no. you know, complete games. Heavens, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. I, I think we're, I, we, we might see pitchers go a little bit deeper. You might see 
you know, Murph is an older man, obviously, mm-hmm. than than Craig Council. And we might see a little bit more older ball, maybe a little bit more small ball, um, maybe more emphasis on some of the, the fundamentals that you and I grew up with in the game, maybe a little bit more hit and run, maybe a little bit more of, uh, you know, the stolen base mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, th- those are some of the things that I think – you might see, but again, I I agree with you a thousand percent. The, the the job of the bench coach is to carry out and help carry out what the vision of the manager is. That's the job. The job of the manager is to implement his vision, whatever his vision is. So you're right. Pat Murray is his own man, and I don't know what his quote-unquote philosophy is. I don't think really any of us do, but we're right. going to find out. I didn't watch him when he was the head coach at either Notre Dame or Arizona State. Only a small handful of games when he was the interim manager at the end of the uh, season for the Padres a few years ago. So I don't know what his you know, milieu is when it comes to Major League Baseball and, and how to implement his vision of Major League Baseball, how he uses and will utilize the talent that he has. Uh, it was very successful for Craig Council the way that he did it, but that doesn't mean that that's the only way to to get it done. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to see some differences between what Craig did and what mm-hmm. Murph will do. That's where my fascination comes in, Doug. I mean, I, you know, every year there is this excitement, this fresh new energy and, and vibrant feel to a baseball season. It's it's just standard. It it is. You know, you step outside on a nice day and. You know, you hear, you know, guy two doors down, Timmy, Brewers getting ready for the Brewers. You know, that sort of thing. It's just that colorful, I don't know. It's it's just a fresh energy. Um, we're going to get to uh, a couple of sound bites from uh, Pat Murphy in, in just a little bit. We'll also, if you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1973. Um, on uh, the text line. On the text line. We're still correct. We're still having some issues with the phones. We're working on them. The engineers know all about it, but I've got the text line in front of me. But it's the same number, 414-799-1973. was talking with an uh, uh, old friend of mine, and uh, just, just before we jumped on the air here, he likes to be in the sports wagering world. and Likes to make investments. Me, he was telling me how he cashed in on, on the Super Bowl, and he's like, yeah, man, I, you know, Want to know? You got any baseball insight? I'm going to cash in all my tickets in Vegas, and you know, I like to play the futures. And how are the Brewers? Uh, looking at the Brewers, uh, he's his name is Ronnie Craig, by the way, uh, lacrosse promoter and Branson guy. Um, but he um, he was saying the Brewers eighty to one to win the World Series. Okay, that is the worst it's been in a long time, folks. I I I can't I can't argue with Vegas because they don't have that one two punch anymore. <laughs> they don't, and and they're going to have to find a way to fill. Where did I read that? It might have been Murph that said that the quality innings. That's where this needs. They need the quality innings, Doug. It's not just the innings; it's the quality innings that the team has lost with Burns and Woody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's those games where they do. A lot of people complain, and believe me, we, it's worth discussing. As you said, you might see pitchers go a little bit deeper. But there may have been a game where, you know, Woody or Burns, well, there were games. They went five and a third, five and two thirds. Mm-hmm. But they left when it was two to one. 
those are quality innings. Yeah, you're maybe not leaving with the lead. Someone's got to fill those innings where you know you might see someone struggle here, a younger guy. He goes five and a third, five and two thirds, but he leaves the game with the Brewers down four zip or five to one. Mm-hmm. Those are the innings that are super important. Back end of the bullpen, I think it'd be fine. At worst, it's going to be competitive. At worst. I mean, there's some talent back there. But offensively, you did add Reese Hoskins and, and Murph. Well, let's get this one in here b- before we take a break. But uh, Pat Murphy with the Reese Hoskins signing had this to say on foul territory with the boys. Um, it, it is significant that when you compare uh, acquiring Reese Hoskins, when you compare it to what has been at first base for the past handful of years. I think that's where the significance comes into play. It's not just Reese Hoskins. It's Reese Hoskins added to a position that, let's face it, based on almost all the metrics, was the worst offensive position in, in baseball at times, depending on what you measure. Yeah. So Reese, Reese Hoskins, uh, this what Murph had to say about that acquisition. Great human. Um, knew him a little bit from across the field. Respected him a great deal. And for us to go get him um, was a big move on our part, I thought. You know, it put put out anybody that thinking we weren't trying to go after it, um, you know, by signing this guy. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's me too. Yeah, same. That was exciting because they still had Burns at the time. Yeah, well, that was the excitement factor for me. Now, it did, you know, to a lot of Brewers fans, take a step back once Burns uh, was moved. But that part of it, to pack that guy into the middle of a lineup, it's toward the top, obviously. Three or four, I would assume, Doug, right? I mean, he's going to be three or four. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, this is yeah. a guy who's... Over the course of his career, you know, if you average it out over 162 games, he's a 34 home run a year guy. I mean, I know that he's got to knock some rust off because he hasn't played a major league game in a year because he tore the ACL during spring training last year. It's final season with the Phillies. But, yeah, I mean, when, when healthy, this guy's someone who is going to provide power at a power position, which is, you know, the Brewers have had some power at that position, but not consistent power. They haven't had a consistent first baseman. I mean, I know they threw Corey uh, Hart over there about 100 years ago after Prince left, but, I mean, the the last really good first baseman they had was Prince. Yeah, Yeah, and that was, what, 2011? Yep, and that was... You know, twenty. I remember twenty eleven, and I'm sure you do as well. Like it was yesterday. Uh, it wasn't yesterday. Twenty eleven was thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago. My goodness. Um, slow it all down, please, know, right? everybody. Just slow it down. For some reason, I think it's speeding up. I, I don't know. The older we but get, Tim, the older we get. When you when you position uh, Hoskins with a Contreras, who uh, read a report this morning said he he came in muscled up a little bit. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. It it begs the question, though, third base, doesn't it? And we'll talk about that in, in just a bit, though. For me, Doug, I, I, I thought, you know, think, I always wonder what if, and that's, we were in the sports fan business, you know, what if. Hoskins, you, you keep Burns. Mm-hmm. Hoskins at first. You keep Mark Canna. 
have him play a little third. Okay. How that would have lengthened out the offense along with these younger players. And you just wonder about Contreras and Yelich and Churio and Canna and Hoskins. You know, you go right down the list. That You know, I wondered about that. Canna, now we'll see. Uh, the uh, right-hander, real big upside that they got from Detroit in the Canna deal, uh, Coleman. But we'll see. But I, I do, do wonder about that offense, which I think is the biggest question mark outside of the, the new manager. Well, it has been, too, because the offense is – gone into funks i mean terrible funks over the last several years and they've tried different coaches and they've tried different approaches they've tried different lineups they've tried everything imaginable to try to jumpstart the offense in a more consistent way with the exception i think of playing you know more consistent small ball but i don't think that small ball is something that you can do consistently it's a way to jumpstart an offense but it just you're there were times when i think brewers fans were just begging for something just score a couple of runs, and especially when you're going up in, against another team's ace, when usually Burns was on the mound, you know he was losing games, you know one to nothing, two to one, you know three to two, things like that. And it's like th- that was more frustrating than anything else. I mean, listen, I know pitching and defense, air quotes, wins championships. Still got to score a couple of runs. You do, you do, and that's the part of it. I just, Doug, call it a gut feeling. Call it, you know, this feeling of my love affair with the Brewers. I have a feeling these young dudes, there's something there. There's, there's something well, there. I they mean, invested eight years in Jackson Churio. It's, they sure did, along with Freelich and mm-hmm. Garrett Mitchell. I mean, I mean, a couple are going to work out. You don't just fail on every one. Well, they haven't failed. They, I mean, you look at now specifically, it's been more pitchers that haven't failed because they, I don't know what they're cooking up down there at that lab in Phoenix in the, the pitching laboratory, but it's worked. I mean, and you look at the, the farm system that they have right now, they got four prospects and I know one of them is going to graduate immediately to the majors in Churio, but you got four prospects going into the season that are in the baseball America top 100. That's never happened before. No. And so you're not going to fail on all of them. I mean, they're not all going to be Keston Hira. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So is it Freelick? Is it Mitchell? So then my heart says, well, what if, what if all of them just, they, they just, <laughs> you are did, the, the stars line up. And I love it. And I love it. <laughs> well, what like, if, but it's what like, if the stars line up, Doug? Like the Braves pitchers in the early 90s did? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, the odds of that happening are pretty small. I mean, and, you know, I know this is a baseball show, but going into the football season, we were all talking about, and I was leading the charge. I was at the front of the, hey, let's slow this this roll down parade about Jordan Love. Let, let's let him become an NFL player because he's going to struggle mightily in his rookie season. Well, shows what I know. And look, it's one year into Jordan Love's career. Long way to go. But his numbers in his first year as a starting quarterback were better than his two predecessors that are, well, one's in the Hall of Fame and one's headed there as soon as he's eligible. Yeah. yeah. So no, no question. So it can happen. It, it it can happen, and I don't know. There's just a, now look look at Bryce Terang, yeah, young player with with some pretty pretty decent upside. And we see him struggle offensively, just like most rookies. Most will. There's only there's only a handful of special. There's only a handful of Ocuna and Harper 
and Soto and some of these younger guys. And there's, there's only a handful of those. And there's no bigger leap in the world than AAA to the Major League Baseball. There's no bigger leap. Uh, and I, I will maintain that. I, from, from college football to the NFL is a huge leap. Don't get me wrong. It's a huge leap. But you're playing against other NFL players oftentimes. If you're playing elite college football, same thing in, in college basketball. You're playing against elite players. Yes, they're better at the highest level. But that jump from AAA to Major League Baseball, I mean, there's nowhere else to go. There, there's a bit of a change. There, there's a bit of a difference between AA and, and AAA. There's a big change. I think a, a huge drop-off between AA and single-A. But there is no better league, and I know I'm stating the obvious, than Major League Baseball. They are the best of the best. That's why they make $50 million a year in some cases, because they're that elite. And, yeah, so when a rookie comes through and he struggles a little bit offensively because a guy's making $40 million a year because he can throw, you know, you know hit the, the black of the plate with just one sliver of the baseball, and he can do it with movement and velocity. Yeah, he's going to struggle, you think? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's gonna, there's going to be an adjustment period. I, I think the one um, thing I would say about that is that, for crying out loud, can you, can you at least hit 240? I mean, what has baseball come to that we have to sort of make excuses at times for a 217 batting average? Yeah. Wow, look at the other metrics. The, I mean, come on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that these guys just just work on reps, just go Garrett Mitchell, uh, yeah. Sal Freelich, just keep going, just keep doing what you do, just keep going. I have a good feeling about that. I really do. And batting oh. average, by the way, I, I know we got to get to break in here in yep. a second. I know batting average isn't the the end all be all metric, uh, and and there are a lot of baseball new new age baseball people that will completely dismiss it uh, outright. But batting average is still a metric. You're still putting the ball in play safely. It still does matter to a certain extent. Is it the most important statistic? Is it as important as it was maybe, I don't know, or considered to be 30 years ago? Perhaps not. But it is still a metric, and it is still showing that you can put the ball in play and get on base. It still affects your on-base percentage. Sure does. Because you got balls in play, better things happen when the ball's in play. It still cuts down on your strikeouts. Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting? Amazing when you put the ball in play. Yeah, it's it's amazing. All right, what will the Brewers do, uh, according to Pat Murphy, the post-Corbin Burns era? Well, really, it's Burns and Woody. Uh, Pat Murphy will have a couple of comments on the pitching staff. Also, you're headed to American Family Field this season. There's a new parking program, which I don't know. Maybe I'm being an old man here. I'm not sure I like it, <laughs> but between Doug and I, we'll try and we'll try and give you that news here. And maybe it's easier. I I'm sure it is. Get off I'm, my lawn! I'm sure a lot of research went into this to make it easier for you guys to get in and get out of American Family Field and pay for your parking at the same time. Brewing the offseason, another edition here. There's Doug Russell, Tim Allen. We'll be right back here on The Game. All right, welcome back in. We're talking Brewers baseball here tonight on The Game in Madison and Milwaukee. Uh, Brewers manager, I'm going to have to get used to saying that, Brewers manager Pat Murphy Joins Drew and KB right here on the game tomorrow afternoon at 4.30. You got to listen. If, you, if you've never 
heard Murphy in a setting like that where it's just kind of shooting the bull, uh, you're missing out. And don't miss that one. That's tomorrow at 4.30. All right, uh, speaking of Pat Murphy, uh, the pitching staff, what are they going to do? They did. Uh, they, they did. They do have Freddie Peralta. Mm-hmm. Wade Miley has returned. We keep drinking that fountain of youth, Wade. Wow. I mean, that's the what? I mean, listen. I know that that I don't want to take anything away from Wade Miley. I really don't. I think that what he's done uh, with the Brewers, the, the two stints that he's been here. Obviously, there's a comfortability factor here. He's been very, very important. I just hope that that there's still something left. Because there might not be. Uh, I know that's the, the pessimist in me. I get it. I'm just hoping for the best. But if it does blow up, I hope people don't get too upset about it like they did like with Randy Wolf, for example. Yeah. Because yeah. When, the, when the gas ran out on Randy Wolf, people turned and turned hard. Wade Miley's done some really good things for this team. But even left-handed pitchers don't last forever. Both on the field as well as off the field. And I think they... There is a, a high respect factor of what he does off that field uh, oh, with there, this organization. There has to, I mean, of course there is. Of yeah, course he, there is. But the production on the field is mostly what the fans care about. And that I don't want to take anything away from Wade. What he's done has been incredible. It's really, really been incredible. And you love having him in your community. You love having uh, just the person in the clubhouse. He's good for the younger guys. He's been very good on the mound. Um, but this is, I, I think the margin of error for the Brewers has never been thinner. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree here. Things need to go right. And it is a little bit of a weaker division. That helps. Uh, in terms of St. Louis, Cincinnati, and Chicago, along with the Brewers, they're all sort of in the same same world. And any one of them could win the division. Uh, look what Pittsburgh did last season. Uh, the first eight or nine weeks of the uh, the season, they were right. dynamite. And for... then, you know, but over the course of 162 games. Boy, they're signing a bunch of former Brewers. Did you see that? No, who, mean, else did, who else did they get? Osmani Grandal. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Um, Connor Sadzak. Okay, just saying. Uh, <laughs> Willie Peralta. Wait, really? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Willie was still around. Did he actually, his numbers, Doug? He's been okay. Yeah? Okay. He has been okay. He, re- he really has. Good for so, him. I was he's had some bubble-up bubble things that looked horrible, and then he's you know trying to work his way out of the minors and things like that. But he's been okay. Right. Uh, so Pat Murphy uh, had this on foul territory uh, when he was asked about you know pitching staff after Corbin Burns. These are two homegrown guys, Woodruff and Burns, who you mentioned that they're a huge part of Brewer history. I mean, they came up in 18, uh, 17 or 18, whatever it was, but they're in the thick of everything. So going forward without them is going to be, you know, it's going to cause everybody a little trepidation, just like you guys. That's that's why you're talking about it. That's what we do. You know, somebody else steps up and there's there's plenty of other options. Wade Miley, the KG veteran. Uh, I'm not sure how old he is. Maybe he's 40, 45. I'm not sure. But this guy's real comfortable out in that circle, and he impacts other people. So he's going to help us a bunch, and he's going to mold the rest of that staff. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to be competitive. I think there needs to be more highlight disco music underneath. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just about everything in like life. porn music, actually. <laughs> 
Kind of did. Not that I would know. Uh, uh, of course not. No. Uh, but Colin Ray is in that mix as well. Jacob Junis is in. The, I love the Junis signing. I like I it. Really be- do. I really do. Listen, I like it because it is what it is. I mean, he's a major league arm. He's had some success, but there are a lot of Brewers fans that like they're going to who? Oh, did he? Oh, he's the guy with the, the Royals. Oh, he pitched for the Giants last year. Okay. What did he do? So I like it because it, it's a legitimate major league arm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know how, how, well, how much it's going to excite a fan base that in the same offseason lost two pitchers that were Cy Young candidates every single year. That's just tough. I mean, I recall there was a cup of coffee in there where Braun and Prince, I think, were hurt for a little bit. Now, Prince wasn't hurt a lot. No, he but wasn't. But he was out of the lineup or whatever. And I recall, uh, you know, doing a postgame show, I say, you take away the three and four hitters of any baseball team, and they're way worse. Yeah, you're going to struggle. Yeah. You're going to okay. struggle. Well, the same theory applies here. You're going to have to have things go right with that starting staff. Mm-hmm. And there may be some issues here <laughs> we're gonna have to find out robert gasser in the mix uh for that uh final spot but i would assume it's junis uh along with miley peralta and uh, colin ray so uh, there's your four mm-hmm. I, I would assume and at the risk of making any predictions because we know what happens there you're yeah that's you're, why i don't make them you're sometimes right that's the, I'll keep it positive. Okay. You're sometimes right when you make predictions. Sure. Sometimes. I think the fact that they're in a bad division helps. I mean, that's to me, if there's something that I can kind of hang my hat on and say, all right, well, they're not, they're, they're not going to be completely out of this. I think they're going to score more runs this year than they did last year. I do worry about the pitching staff. I mean, I, it, that, that's hard to ignore because you're right, Tim. Everything has to go right. Everything has it, to go right. It does, and, and that doesn't mean it, it won't or can't. Um, I I think it's going to be exciting. Well, speaking of being competitive, uh, Pat Murph uh, had this to say about that. And you know, the bottom line is you can put up whatever you want on paper. You know, we have a great system, or we have a model that that guides a lot of our decisions in in the front office, and they've proven themselves uh, that it's successful. But when it comes right down to it, you know, it's about the present. It's about the here and now when you're in that batter's box or you're towing that rubber. And are you ready to get after it right then? Is your mind, you know, clear? Um, are you convicted? Um, do you want to compete right now this pitch? And we're kidding ourselves to think that this thing's going to be decided on paper because we lost Burns and Woodruff. And, you know, uh, it's getting the guys to understand that, you know, if you want to make it happen, it starts with you take that responsibility and get after it. But the other, the other team at the end of the series has got to feel you. And uh, you know that feeling. And you've, when you've competed with that freedom and you've competed with that here and now, that you're in the now, ah, it's scary what you can accomplish. Kind of makes you want to run through a wall for the guy. <laughs> kind of. I, I liked And that's the important thing here, especially this season, especially early in any Brewers baseball season. I love the tone setting. You guys know that. Longtime listeners of me, you guys know that. I think the first and second innings of baseball games are just so important. I do. I do. It's like you can almost uh, tell um, in, a, in an NFL football game. 
in, in the first couple of drives, you're like, mm, yeah, things can always change. I, I get it. Comebacks happen. I, I, I do understand. But using that thought, this season, the early portion of this season, good things, just, just win that baseball game. Stay in that moment. Stay right there in your shoes. Stay right there in that game. Stay right there in that inning, in that at-bat, in that defensive play. It's going to tell a big story. It's going to. And, and when things open up against the New York Mets, that first inning, just, just keep <laughs> – I mean, I'm so – I just want it to be right now. Can we do that right now? I think we can. Um, let's let's yeah. get in a time machine. Uh, final uh, piece of uh, audio here from uh, Brewers manager Pat Murphy, and that is we forget at times with the changes, Woody Burns, Hoskins coming in, council out. We forget that there's uh, one superstar just – Hands down, superstar, one of, if not the best in the game on this roster. And that is uh, Devin Williams. Here's what Murph had to say. Think about this. That's a great point. Think about this. The last, I've been with the Brewers now, I think, nine years. You talk about blessed. You know what I mean? Think of the other guys before Devin. But Devin, I think, is the most underrated of all because I look at it and what the guy has done um, is just incredible. And he's been so consistent. And he, he loves being out there. He wants that situation. And, um, man, we are blessed. It's no so, question. No question. It, it's so easy to get down on a reliever, a closer specifically, who blows a save here and there. Every closer blows saves, though. Um, and what we've seen with Devin Williams is that he is an elite closer. Does that make him a perfect closer? No. It doesn't exist in Major League Baseball. Just it's, it doesn't. Josh Hader was, you know, for three years, he was the reliever of the year. And sometimes it was a high-wire act with him. And you knew after about three or four pitches what way that at-bat was going to go and what way his outing was going to go. Yep. But what we've seen from Devin Williams most of the time, not every time, most of the time has been pretty damn good. And it has been as locked down as any closer in the game. And, and it's, 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 he went through a, a, a barrage there of making things interesting. Didn't sure he? he did. Absolutely did. <laughs> and he still does once that's in why, a while. That's why I said what I said, because, yeah, sometimes it was a high-wire act. But it, yeah, it welcome was. to Major League Baseball. These guys, the other teams are on scholarship too, you know? Oh, Devin, now there's runners at first and third and nobody out in a one-run game. <laughs> and the ball's hit right to Tarang. Yeah. Okay? And then he gets out. Of, you know, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. A couple of news and notes uh, on the way out. Yeah, I mentioned Yasmani Grandal. $2.5 million deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, that being said, the Gary Sanchez reported deal with the Milwaukee Brewers is not official. So that that hasn't hasn't been announced, but it's a reported signing by the Brewers. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Willie Peralta, a one-year deal with the Pirates. Connor Sadzak of the former Brewer bullpen arm signs with the Pittsburgh Pirates. These are just news and notes. Clayton Andrews uh, traded. He was recently DFA'd. Uh, he goes to the Yankees in return. They get a right-hander, 19 year, years old. Uh, Josh Quesada, 6 and 369 uh, in the Dominican Summer League last year. Do that sir. in the show, and we'll definitely pronounce your name right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, uh, parking, been a few changes. We'll talk about that next here. It's brewing the offseason. There's Doug Russell, Tim Allen. We'll be right back here on the game. Yeah.
We are back here brewing the offseason. Final couple of minutes here. There's Doug Russell. Um, knows about as much as anybody about Brewers baseball. My name is Tim Allen. Uh, Hunter it normally would be here, or Pipe Bomb. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, that 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 uh, didn't happen today. Hunter, a little under the weather. I think he's back tomorrow. Pipe Bomb will be with us uh, talk, talking Brewers baseball. It's just with the Sunburn Bowl and everything that's, that's going on, some of these staff members, including yourself, just pressed into duty here at the game. That's what we it's, do, man. We all pick up for each other. Uh, and I, the way I look at it is, first of all, no points off for ever being sick. Don't come in and infect everyone else. So, Hunter, stay home and get well, get right. Uh, but there's going to come a time when I need to lean on him, and we all lean on each other. Last night I had to lean on Pipe Bomb for something, for a scheduling you know, mm-hmm. snafu, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and you know what, Pipe Bomb, no hesitation, picked it right up. And yeah. that's what we do here at the game. It's what makes it just the most awesome team that you could possibly ever want to be a part of. Really is. And so we're looking forward to our uh, Brewers coverage here uh, in Milwaukee, 97-3 the game. And uh, those uh, around the network, I'll be filling in uh, for Mike Heller next week so you can count on some uh, definite Brewers conversations uh, throughout the week uh, here on the game uh, throughout the state uh, from noon until 3 o'clock. So uh, get to this uh, news and note here while we have just a couple of minutes here. Um, here it is. Parking should move faster with new app-driven system at American Family Field. This is from uh, JS Online. Milwaukee Brewers fans should be able to park faster at American Family Field through a new system that recognizes license plates and eliminates collecting payments at parking lot entrances. So right away, Doug, the first thing I thought of was, see the man's, the man's following us and taking pictures of our license plates and they're going <laughs> to listen in on our... Yeah, no, it's, this is just parking. It's okay. It's just parking. And the, the, what I would say to everyone who has that opinion is, do you own a cell phone? Okay. Yeah. They're already people doing it. Kinda, They're already doing yeah. it. It's already happening. You know, people were saying that, you know, I, this is not a political statement. This is just kind of a making fun of people statement just for a second. And I hope people don't take it as a political statement because it is not. But people who are thinking that the, uh, you know, when you get the COVID shot, it was, you know, Bill Gates putting a microchip in you. No, no, no. No, no. The microchip is in the phone that you've been voluntarily carrying around for the last 15 years. That's the microchip that's been yeah. following you. Uh, it's just... Again, I I get it. Uh, here's my viewpoint on on things like that, Doug. I don't think anyone cares about my dirty text messages to my <laughs> girlfriend. Okay, Speak I just don't yourself, think they care. <laughs> I I don't I don't think I don't think right. they care too much. Right, right. So I've been married for 15 years, almost 15 years. And believe me, you know the the texts that go between Erica and me are mostly about what do you want for dinner tonight. <laughs> Okay. All right. So under this system, which will debut at the home opener this season, fans first will park in the stadium lots, those uh, with prepaid digital parking, then will activate their parking session by typing in their license plates on the MLB ballpark app. This expedited process will help alleviate backups that often occur during peak entry times, according to a Brewer statement. Uh, workers will direct fans to parking spaces and help with the new process. There will no longer be people collecting payments. 
Okay, th- now this part of it, I don't know. This is where the old guy in me comes into play. Doug, I like money. Sure. I like cash money. Yeah. I really do. I'd prefer not to work on a point system. I know it's to make my life easier. Like, you know, booking. I remember going to the travel agency with cash or a check in my hand to, to book a Vegas trip. Sure. Yeah. I like cash. I, I really do in, in most cases. However, in this, you know, this situation, uh, they're going to give you alternatives. It's supposed to make it easier. But I find that when I do things like this, then it's I got to go, well, who who bought the parking? Is that on my phone or your phone? Did you transfer that over? Is it from the original device? A uh, new device warning. Are you sure? You know, all those things. And we've all been through it. This I think will work, but it, it might take a little bit to get the bugs worked. Listen, out. I'm the only one in our fantasy football league that doesn't do Venmo, and I get looked at like, you know, <laughs> get off my lawn, old man. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, you, if, AK, if you want cash, yeah, I get it. I uh, we're uh, always we're always considering how to improve the fan experience and entry into American Family Field and its parking lots. Are a topic uh, fans often raise, said uh, Brewers Vice Pres- President of Business Ops, Rick Schlesinger. So the ease of the new parking system will eliminate the need to stop and pay a cashier, which slowed egress into the parking lots. Parking it- is the same in terms of prices as last year. Advanced parking rates range from $13 to uh, $20. Day of parking rates range uh, from $15 to $40. Uh, Fans must purchase day of parking or activate their prepaid parking session before entering American Family Field to avoid receiving a parking ticket. So have you ever driven down to Illinois and gone through their tolls? Mm -hmm. It's a lot smoother now than it used to be. Absolutely. Just saying. Yeah, I'm my just son saying. Was down there in college, he'd come back and forth, and then I'd get something from the Illinois DOT that says we owe three hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> well, that's on tie because that, it's compounded. Right. You know, they the penalties sure. on that are severe. Yeah, it was, you just pay your tolls, or you know, they make it so. I, listen, I'm not sticking up for the, DO, for the Illinois DOT or anything like that, but they do make it pretty easy. If you do miss one, they give you two weeks to pay it online. And, you know, if you don't have the transponder in your car, they're going to stickers, by the way, that never expire. Uh, But if you didn't have the transponder in your car, uh, you know, they would still recognize your your license plate and just automatically deduct it from the from your credit card. They did make it or at least tried to make it pretty easy. So, yeah, I I understand people. I I get it. I hear. Listen, I'm the the non Venmo. Get off my lawn. Old man yelling at cloud. That's me. I I wear it. I, I understand it. But. It'll it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Well, I promise. And, and, and you haven't paid for parking in how many years? Well, that's the other thing. I haven't paid for parking in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit different. Perhaps uh, I will admit know. that. That's yeah. you, you're, that is that is fair. Your um, logic is not flawed, as Drew would say. So single game tickets are going on sale tomorrow. Is that what I read? Are they? Oh, very cool. All right. Well, I got to pick some games then. So, yeah, the, the theme nights are out, so you might want to check out the theme nights. And, and some of these theme nights are really cool. Um, I don't have time to read the, the whole list, and I won't mispronounce the uh, puffy vest as opposed to puppy vest. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. That was a news and note last week that <laughs> I thought they were giving away dog vests. 
Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. Another edition of Brewing the Offseason, Wednesday at 6 of next week. For Doug Russell, my name is Tim Allen. Guys, have a great night. Smile, Wisconsin. The world will smile back.